Hi, this is Speeding Past 80 with Ann Cavera. Stories from the second half of life of faith, hope, love, and laughter. This is episode four. Don't you love a good mystery on a cold winter night? Today I've got a large old worn family Bible. Our older son rescued this Bible from a store selling used books. It was printed in 1857. It's the few pages for recording family history between the Old and New Testament that hold my attention. Here, in clear, bold script, is a handwritten list of births, marriages, and deaths. As I study this list, a story emerges. A man named William Nagel was born on December 7, 1808. His wife Elizabeth first saw the light of day three years later on April 3, 1811. You know, that was so long ago that when William and Elizabeth were kids, I bet they might have heard firsthand stories of the American Revolution from their own grandparents. William and Elizabeth married in 1828 when she was 17. By the time she turned 40, Elizabeth had given birth to six sons and six daughters, including a set of twins. Every child's name and date of birth is listed on these pages. Their second son, Charles, died before his fifth birthday. Another son, John, died at the age of 19 in May of 1864. You know, General Sherman began his march to Atlanta early in 1864. I can't help but wonder if young John lost his life marching with Sherman. What more likely event might have caused the death of a 19-year-old son in the spring of 1864? The final entries on the pages are the dates of death for William and Elizabeth. William died at the age of 79 in 1888. Sturdy Elizabeth lived nine more years as a widow until 1897. The hand that wrote these dates signed his initials J.M.N. These are the initials of the youngest son, James M. Nagel. James made sure his family would be remembered as long as this book survived. Immediately following these pages of handwritten family history, the Gospel of Matthew begins with the words, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. The next verses list the forefathers of the house of Joseph, husband of Mary. After Abraham came Jacob, who was himself the father of a large, unruly family. Familiar names flow down through Obed, Jesse, and David, and after these other names follow, many of whom I know little or nothing about. Forty-two generations in all are listed in the first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew before the birth of Christ. Matthew makes certain we won't forget those who came before us. On a water-stained page at the back of this Bible is a handwritten reference from Job in the Old Testament. Out of curiosity, I turn to that verse and read, Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Job got that right. I'm thinking of all the struggling, imperfect families that have gone before us. 
Some left small clues whispering to generations beyond, we were here, we were here. The pages in this Bible are so worn from use, I wonder if it gave comfort to a mother or father late on cold winter nights. While a son marched with Sherman, or an only child might have fought in a trench in Germany, or sailed on a ship in the South Pacific, or huddled in a rain-soaked camp in Vietnam. Wars are endless. Generation after generation, parents keep faith with an open Bible. Come wars or famine, wealth or poverty, life or death, families survive, and so does the Word. This is Ann Cavera with Second Half Life Stories of Faith, Hope, Love, and Laughter. We have a book, Grounded in God. It's available from Liguori Publications and Amazon.